some brochures. That's what I'm going to do. Shishkin Productions Travel Shishkin Brochure. Shishkin Productions Travel Brochure. That's what I'm going to put on that wall. Fuck the co-rack. All right. I'm going to put a brochure rack. Okay. Of different cool things to do in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Hey everybody, what's up? We did it. Double digits, we baby. did it. Double digits, we made it. Episode we 10. We wall we always wanted to get to 10 episodes, and it only took us 10 episodes to get there. That's crazy. This is nuts. I can't believe that we finally did it. We're having a party right now, actually. There's a lot of people in here. Tons. There's there's 80 people in a space that's zoned for eight. Um, everyone's sneezing everywhere. It's yeah, it's pretty, pretty bad. It's no pretty masks. Wild. Everyone's just like sharing no a punch bowl. Everyone's drinking right out of a punch bowl it's together. It's kind of gross, <laughs> Not actually. Not even a cup. We're just <laughs> passing one big punch bowl around. It's a mess. It's a mess in here. The I'll tell you what. The, the maid is going to be pissed tomorrow. Episode 10 is a super spreader. Yeah, episode 10 is spreading the joy of the Sizzle Reel podcast. Oh, hell yes. Everyone, you know what time it is. It's December. And that means we're about to be at everyone's favorite part of the year, the holiday season. Where you get stuff. Who you doesn't got, like getting stuff? You got to get some shit, man. It's, we, got, we got all the holidays coming up. We got Christmas. We got Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, mm-hmm. New Year's. New Year's is a good one. Um, Orthodox Christmas comes up in early January. President's Day. President's Day. Right? Okay, yeah. We got MLK, MLK Day. Day. We all got... Right. Um, Chinese New Year. I love that or one. Lunar New Year, whatever it's My called. My birthday's in February. I bet we're not even in December anymore, really. I don't even know why we went off that far. In a different year. Yeah. But either way, Chris, we got December coming up. And I feel like right now is a great time to, you know, you know how Santa Claus is always making a list and checking it twice? Yeah, I've heard he's doing that. He's trying to find out who's naughty or nice. Yeah. And then apparently for the naughty people, he's going to give them... A, Fossil fuels? I <laughs> that's mean, that, crazy. That's a great deal, honestly. Yeah, that's why we're having such a problem. Dick Cheney's been getting fossil fuels this whole <laughs> goddamn his life. You know, Dick Cheney's got an endless supply of coal over there. Um, we are gonna make our own wish lists. All right. Because it is, after all, that time, right? So hopefully we'll each get something off of our wish list. I don't expect to get all five things, but hopefully at least we get one. We're each going to say five things, you know, we're, right. we'll, we'll, we'll go one at a time. Okay. We'll, and we'll see, you know, what, how realistic the wishes are and really what, uh, what can come of them, you know? All right. Now, is this for like the immediate future for you or is this just any time in the next year? Well, I think it's, the sooner the better, right? I mean, some of okay. these things are going to take longer than others, but um, some of them, you know, they can happen real quick. It's the, soo- the sooner the better for me. Okay. All right. So you go first. What do you got on your wish list? Chris's number one. Well, let's not start with number one. Let's not. We're not going to rank them. These aren't ranked for me. These aren't ranked. This is top, Chris's top first ahead. item on his wish list for this holiday season. Well, my first item that I'm hoping comes around, I'm hoping that the flip gets renewed for season two that's what i'm really hoping for just because i really enjoyed working on it it was not an easy edit but a a simple one you know yeah and it was interesting to me 
quick turnarounds. You learned a lot about sneakers. I learned mean, as we mentioned sneakers. before, you became a sneakerhead. Yeah, I still need to. I need to buy myself you that pair get those, of sneakers. Those, those mochas, dude. The mochas. I don't know if it's going to be the mochas. I don't know what I'm going to choose. Probably some Jordan ones, maybe some fours. We'll see. I like the SB Dunks too. Those are pretty cool, dude. You should get Jordan ones for yourself for Christmas. I, I think that's, I might. I think I might. That's yet, not my wish list. Though. That's not the wish list. The wish list is the flip getting renewed. I yeah. like that. That's a good. That's a good or, item. Or any any episodic show with good content like that like mm-hmm. I, i'm hoping it's the flip because i'm familiar with it but yeah. if we can find some other kind of cool trendy Look, thing i think it speaks for itself the fact that you worked on that show for eight ten ten eleven yeah 11 weeks, i think 11 it was weeks. 10 or 11 weeks the fact that you worked on that show for all that time and still at the end of it weren't like absolutely like bored to death by it that's yeah. a really really good sign because normally when they're episodic shows you know by like the second or third one if you're going to be bored of it you know what i yeah. mean yeah and don't don't get it twisted like i i need a break from it mm-hmm. because i you know i mentally i need i need new stimulus well, but that's why shows always have a hiatus. You know what I mean? Yeah, There's always yeah, yeah. like a couple weeks break. You can't just expect to keep doing it exactly. forever and ever and ever. But as, as far as projects go, that's that's up there with, with some of the best ones. Yeah. Well, I hope they bring it back too, man. I think that would be a great, a great uh, thing, you know, to have going consistently because, you know, from a purely like utilitarian point of view, not taking into consideration the creativity of the content or anything, it is consistent work. And that yeah. is always clutch is to have like a project where, you know, OK, cool for the next two months or whatever, next two and a half months. I don't have to worry about shit. What's coming up? Oh, man, what's coming up next? What am yep. I going to do? You d- you know, I can dedicate all my creative energy to this thing that's happening. And I know that that sounds like some like woo shit. But in reality, like it, it, it is it's a real thing. Like if you can dedicate your creative energy to something completely the product you create is going to be better you know that's, yeah that's just how it goes in my well and, and you don't want a show that is just work for the sake of work like there's there's some shows that we've worked on that were six weeks eight weeks and just a week or two into them i was like this is going to be a hell of a month man yeah. like i i'm can't wait till we get out of this it's a lot of that corporate uh the weird, the weird corporate seminar bullshit. You know what I mean? Oh, yikes. But that's, that's the funny thing though, is I, I, I actually don't mind the corporate seminar bullshit. It's funny because you like the creative shit and I, I really, I would prefer not to do the creative shit personally. <laughs> Shout out to any future client who does this. Uh, <laughs> but I, I actually really do enjoy the shit. Like, whatever to i'm not i'm not ragging on it i'm sure these companies would agree that it's corporate the intel stuff the service now stuff we've done those types of of big things i i like editing those you know what i mean like we have one recurring project for intel all the time currently that they partner with sap and they put out a thing called think tank right and it's like a hour long or 45 minute long radio conversation between like um a couple people from intel and then a partner of theirs and uh, and they always talk about or I guess there's a part, person from Intel, person from SAP and then a partner, mutual partner. And they all talk about, you know, tech in the future and, um, you know, how the world is changing. These are these are conversations that aren't like specifically dialed in to like promote any company. They always talk about like what Microsoft is doing or what Intel is doing or what SAP is doing. That's for sure. But there are always bigger conversations about the world. And I mean, you've seen me when I get these. I like print, yeah, out, the, I yeah. print out the entire transcript and I just sit and read them and like and highlight, I highlight yeah. the parts and I, I edit it on paper, basically, because 
it's really interesting to me. Like it's, 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 uh, it's just cool. I get to learn like a lot about tech in the future. Like the last one was about AI and, uh, you know, it, Genevieve Bell was talking about the, the, how we're at the very, very for, at the very, very frontier of it right now. And like, we haven't even, we don't even understand what AI is going to do. That kind of shit always blows my mind completely. You know what I mean? Like steamboat or whatever. Steam, steamboat. No, it was a steam engine. A steam engine. Steam, steam engine. Steamboat kind of. Steamboat. Steamboat is actually a really great, you know, progress in boats because boats used to run on wind. Yeah. That's now crazy. they run on wind and oars. I don't know what the hell they run on now. Probably engines or some shit. Steam uh, still. Fossil fuels. Maybe. They need to make a solar panel boat. Dude, they might have. By <laughs> that now. leads me to my next wish list Uh-oh. item. Solar panel boat. No, I'm joking. It's not. <laughs> my first wish list item I have, I'm actually going to go. This is kind of going to piggyback off what you said. One of the items I had here, I wrote a multi-quarter contract job. Okay. Because I All want, right. you know, sometimes we'll get these jobs where, you know, this last couple of years, we, we've grown to the point where we've started getting more jobs that uh, take up, you know, a few weeks at a time, a couple months at a time sometimes, you know? Before that, we were taking jobs that it was like, here's a three or four day gig. Mm -hmm. And not to say we don't do those anymore. We do those a lot still. But what I really want is to lock in like some sort of retainer thing or some sort of uh, job that is multi-quarter, right? So over three months, that'll stretch like through a quarter and a half, like a big like five month or six month contract. So it really sets us up and we know, okay, we have to block these days off or we know that this is happening. We know that we have to commit this many resources towards this job. And that means that'll free other resources up to pursue further jobs or to do things that are fun for us or, you know, that'll help build the company. I just want to create a common through line of of work throughout the year that, you know, kind of gets keeps us afloat and, and gets us going. Yeah. Well, I mean, having, knowing that you have those, that project book, those dates booked kind of allows you counterintuitive, counterintuitively to take on more stuff because you can, you already have your resources dedicated to that. And you now know that you can take on a three day project and not have to worry about a longer term one, because, you know, you take a, a three day in the short term, maybe that messes up a longer project, but you already got the longer project. You can, you can extend yourself into those more creative short-term projects. Yeah. It actually sets up your availability a little better. You know, you're not like, to me, it just comes down to that thing where you're not stressing about what the hell's coming up. And, and it really is yeah. worth, it's worth a lot. Like it, it's cause it's intangible. It feels like it's not that important, but I think, you know, particularly to any like younger editors or younger creatives who are listening to this. If you have an opportunity to lock up a more like long-term freelance gig, do it, you know, because that's going to give you the opportunity to go set your schedule, how you need it. And and then when you open up those free days, you're good. I remember one time I was working for complex and I told them, I remember having this conversation with the post coordinator there. So it was January and I walked in and I was like, yo, I'm thinking this year, I don't want to do Mondays. I swear (laughs) to God, I said that shit. And he was like, what? I was like, I'm trying to just keep my Mondays open this year. I don't want to work on them because I don't like, I like, no, Mondays suck. So I'm just going to take them out of my, out of my calendar. I just don't want to do them. And that whole year I didn't work on Mondays. And 
it was cool because it opened up like it, it definitely sucked for some projects because there there were a few projects that just like I couldn't do because they were like, yeah, sorry, like it's just Monday through when like we need someone there on Monday. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, that's cool. Someone else can take it. But it, it it was nice. I mean, it opened up those weekends and that allowed me to like go do shit I wanted to do. You know, I worked with Dan Dennehy a lot on we did oh, yeah? our yeah, we did a show. We did like a little show called um, Coffee Boys. Oh, I remember Coffee Boys. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, we did Coffee I subscribed, Boys. I liked. Yeah, I commented. Was, it's fun. It's gone now. I can't find it anywhere. I don't, really? I don't even think I have the raws of it. I don't it's know. It's not where on your YouTube. No, nah, I think it might be on YouTube, but on like unlisted or private linked or something like that. Oh, that's crazy. But Coffee Boys was a classic. Coffee Boys was a was a big hit, man. Well, and ha- having those big projects also it allows you to not take on crappy projects. Like when you have a good one in the bank, you don't have to just. You're not going to get desperate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're not going to take on a project that you know just looking at it and just dealing with the people that it's going to be a pain in the ass. You can skip it. You can yeah. say, no, we, we have better stuff lined up we'll, we'll, or we'll take the loss on this one. Cause Man, you know what it does is it opens you up to, I heard this one guy say this a few years ago. It's a dude called Tim Ferriss. He said this one time. I'm not, Wait, I'm not, I'm, not plugging, work week I'm guy? not plugging Tim Ferriss like that. I'm just saying, yes, it is him. But because there's there's always this association when you say Tim Ferriss, it's like, oh, that's a fuck boy. But I'm not saying that. Come on, bro. Look, Tim Ferriss. I wasn't saying it like that. I was just nah, clarifying. OK, but he said he said this one thing that he probably maybe got from somewhere else. I don't know. But it, it actually was a pretty important thing for me to hear. I thought that. you get the four hour work week. You just use other people's work. Hey, that's it. Right. But it, that's that's actually probably literally it. Yep. But whatever. Uh, we don't have to get into the bad parts about capitalism i mean where do, where do we begin whatever i'm just gonna let that i'm gonna let that fucking ride what did tim ferris say he said uh if it's not a hell yes it's a no right okay and so what you just said about having you get a you get a gig and it and it you have it for a few months right you have this schedule ready to go that allows you to lean into that so you say if it's not a hell yes it's a no so if you're not saying hell yes, I want to do that, you just you can turn it down. It's okay. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to to say no to things when you don't have anything because you don't know what's coming up. So you just need to grab whatever you can. Mm-hmm. If you get the thing that lasts you three or four months, and then something comes up, and they're like, "Hey, we have this uh, I don't know, we have this hand sanitizer ad, and uh, it pays next to nothing," you can say. Nah, I'm good. Whereas if you don't have anything coming up, you're just going to go, oh, okay, fine, I'll do yep, it. Yep, it's and, work, I'll take it. Yep. And then it's going to create like a whole sort of, you know, it, who who knows what psychologically I can lead to too. Because then you start questioning your own worth and then you're like, what am I even doing? I'm doing like $150 fucking hand yeah. sanitizer ads. And you're, you're a, taking on bad projects and, and ending up with bad products and like, yeah. You know, you just don't feel good about it. Even even more importantly, I think it's the unquantifiable parts of it. Like, like I said, like self-worth and shit like that, that it starts to hurt, you know, because if you start yeah. associating your self-worth as being low, it, it just it just fucks with you, especially when you're freelancing, because like, you know, when you're freelancing, you can't get away from work, unfortunately, like yeah. because you are your company. You can't go home because when you go home you're still you're your company that's you. you you have to learn to like break things up but if there is the psychology that you're not worth a lot it doesn't leave you and then it's like that's 
that's like a catapult into depression. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's not good. Dude, it's kind of shitty too, because not that I tie myself worth to this, but it definitely has a psychological impact. I feel mm-hmm. a lot better when I'm working on projects for big brands. Like hundred percent. That makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Even if the videos are kind of meh, whatever the yeah. content's garbage, I don't care. It's like, Oh, that's a big brand and yeah. they're paying me for my work. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I mean, but it, uh, so there are some people who might say like that's a sellout mentality, right? But I, I mean, that's what I am. I mean, I, that's that's what we are. That's yeah. what we do for a living. I would say like, yeah, I'd say we're, we're corporate. You know what I mean? Like we're uh, we were just talking last week about the, the another company. They're called Make and Rally, right? They're uh, they're a company, a production company who mostly focuses on soccer specific content. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how awesome their website was and how cool it was that they focus. They like to do that the cinematic type shit, and everything they do looks amazing and it's like it's like it's it feels like art you know it feels cinematic and that's really cool and you know i'm excited to work with them because for me what we do is is pretty corporate you know what i mean like not that every video because we do some hipster like hype type shit but at the end of the day our mentality is very corporate so like the fact that we get to get out of that element work on some cinematic stuff that's actually going to be pretty cool in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's perfectly within our skill set. It's just a matter of those kind of projects don't necessarily, you can't live on them. They don't, And also they don't find our way to us and we don't pursue them. Yeah. Frankly, yeah, like we that's don't, true. like we pursue corporate shit, you know, because it's, I just, it, it's, it's, it's easy. It's it easier pays to, well. It, it's easy. It pays well. There's and, more of it probably. Yeah. It's and, easy to and, find. And it's kind of. It's kind of like more, it's our bread and butter. It's like if you get into it and you just do it, you can just knock it out. You know what I mean? Very rarely is a corporate video going to get derailed because of a creative idea, right? Creative feedback isn't going to hinder your corporate video. It's going to be more like, hey, we're just letting you do you. Whatever the fuck you want to do creatively, do it. Just make sure our logo is in the right place. Make sure our brand is in the right place. That's all they care about is the brand. The videos. Yeah. Yeah. I got cool. I'll, yeah, I'll use your logos and shit. Just uh, we can do whatever we want creatively. Awesome. That's great for me. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into this uh, second wish list item, Chris. What do you got? Uh, what do you got number two on your wish list? All right. Uh, I'm actually going to skip to number three just because what we were talking about kind of goes right into it. So we have this this project coming up. It's a, it's a stay at home food show, I want to say, I think is, yeah. is the gist of it. Yeah. Without without naming any brands, I'm I'm hoping that that's just a chill project, and it's there's a possibility that it will last us through like the middle of the year next year. Yeah, and yeah. I'm really I'm really just hoping that this first batch of it goes really smoothly, that they like our work, that we like working with them, and that it's it's easy and consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 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 the one I had in mind when I listed multi quarter contract. Okay, off. yeah. It's, I'll, I mean, I'll say it. Fuck it. Whatever. Like what? Three people are going to listen to this. Yeah. Hopefully well. one of them, if Kat is one of the people who listens to it, Kat, what's up? Shout out. You're awesome. Um, it's, uh, or Lawrence, he's awesome too, but it's, a uh, it's with food and wine, um, magazine, I guess they also have a YouTube channel. And frankly, dude, the content that they make, like we, we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Like their, their fan base, even if it's like pretty specialized it's engaged and people care and they actually like their their feedback on the comments is helpful it's very positive like all all the comments on youtube were positive it was so weird people were excited for the video yeah and it's cool it seems like that's a type of uh like i was actually really excited reading uh the because she just sent me more details on it I'll, I'll, i'll i'll share them with you after this but she sent me more details on what the show actually is and i was 
so excited to read that because I was like, dang, they're actually like green lighting, cool, original shit. And, you know, of course, where my like writing brain went first was, hey, if we establish a good relationship with them, we could potentially like pitch them a series and like, like have, have, a, have a food series. Like that would be so fun. Cause that's one of my goals. Like I've always wanted to do a food or travel series. Like I just, I just love that shit. That sounds awesome. But I don't want to do it. Like, you know how all these influencers do their travel stuff now where it's like, here is me and like this hot girl and we're at the yeah, beach in Bali or whatever. And it's just, Kygo or whatever playing in the background while we like shoot drone shots of ourselves like I I don't want to do that I I want actual content I want to do like an action like I want to do like a travel channel show or like a food network show sorry that that's old I that's old that's how I feel though like I want to make either not to do the cliched fucking Bourdain thing but it would be cool to do a Bourdain thing or it would be (laughs) cool to do a a, a diners drive-ins diners drive-ins and dives type thing yeah hell yeah any of those shows where like you're learning about something and you're going somewhere that's why like I said it last episode it's why I like burger show so much because burger show is so that Tacos Contoto is so that like they're close to that. Dude, you know I think I mean? it'd be really cool to to somehow combine sports and food like to to follow like a like a sports team and see like the see actually the places that they eat out and like what what kind of or, you know, just what they're the team chef is doing. And like, yeah, I don't even know. The, those, I think that's a cool ass idea. The one thing I would not want to do is interact with any fans. I hate sports shows that end up interacting with fans i just don't give a fuck about the fans i just don't care like if there's like a special story that's like really like like the portland timbers have like timber joey right and then it goes back to timber jim and it's a whole thing but even that like i just don't really care i'd rather follow the players or the manager I don't care about the fans. I'm sorry. I just don't. I just feel like if you're dipping into the fans, then you're you're probably running out of content already. Yeah, I agree. It's like just because to me, it's like the why would I care what the fucking fans have? I I am a fan. Exactly. Exactly. I'll just ask myself. Yeah, I don't care what the fuck they have to say. But like when a player when a player says like, oh, man, every time I come to New York, you know, I go to cheeky sandwiches down in the Lower East Side. I'd be like, oh, shit. Carmelo like cheeky sandwiches or whatever. I'll be like, that's kind of cool. I, I want to go. But like if fucking, you know, Joe Nobody, who's a big fucking Eagles fan is like, dude, you got to go to Geno's. I'd be like, I don't, I don't want to go to Geno's. Guy. I'd be like, first, yeah, exactly. And I'd, be, I'd just be like, I don't give a fuck what you guys say. Like, you're just a fan. Who yeah, cares? You know real. what I'm saying? But um, I hope we get that. I hope we get that gig too. That'd be tight as hell. I hope that shit comes through, and I, I mean, hope it's a good relationship. Yeah. Oh, hopefully it's good. That's the important part. Um, you know, I'll, I'll piggyback on that again. I feel like I'm in a corporate Zoom meeting. The way I keep saying I'm gonna piggyback I'm gonna on piggyback. shit. Let me piggyback on that. Like, you know, what's funny though is if you say like I'm a piggyback on that or let me piggyback on that, that actually is such a weird balance of like <laughs> actual <laughs> conversational talk and corporate talk. Yo, I'm gonna piggyback on that real quick. Um. My second one is also related to a like a corporate relationship. I want to see Major League Soccer like have a really, really strong 2021. I COVID obviously affected all the leagues, all the sports leagues. But Major League Soccer is not just like a key client of ours, but also I feel like at this point I have like friends who work there. Yeah. And 
you know, they were already a small league that was doing really innovative shit and really cool stuff. And they just don't, it's a blessing and a curse, right? They don't necessarily have the fan base to, to that creates like big news about it every time they make some new cool shit. Right. But simultaneously that allows them to innovate and, and create stuff. Like they have a podcast, uh, that is, is amazing. They have a bunch of series that they make that are amazing. Um, what's the one that, uh, the Kalen hosts, Kalen Carr. Is it the movement? The movement. Oh, the movement. Yeah. They also had the podcast is also called the movement. So it's also hosted by Kalen, but, um, the movement is an amazing piece of, of content. It's like very it's, cool. it's, it's crazy. It's so good. Like if any other sport, if any other league copied that and did it, that shit would be like on HBO or something. Like it's it's Dude, really real. really good. I think the only league that comes close to to content is probably the NBA, and that's only that's purely driven by the players and their their social media. Like yeah. the, it's not even like the NBA is trying to innovate or anything. It's just people are interested, and those players are really accessible because they're big names and they're all on social media. It it just it just completely like blows me away that they can do such amazing stuff. And then you know, unfortunately. Um, a few weeks ago, they, they had a, a big round of layoffs. And so like the content team saw a few people get, get cut and it just sucks because it's like, it's a really innovative content team and they're making amazing shit. And like, it, it's, it's no one's fault. It's just like, it's the state of the world. Yeah. It's COVID. Yeah. I mean, they were already, a an operation that, you know, is a smaller league in this country and it, it's, it's hard for them to to, to, to make stuff to begin with. And then like, you know, with all these extra obstacles, that's why I really hope that in 2021, they, they come back strong and like are able to, you know, keep things going because I actually really love that league. And I think it's cool. And I think, I don't know, I think they make a lot of good stuff. I hope, hope it sticks around. I think, you know, I, I felt like they had such a good year too. like the MLS's back tournament was a lot of fun and they, they got right back into it and continued their season like and they included some of those games in their season from from the tournament like they it was kind of seamless honestly mm-hmm. and the fact that they they're rounding out the year like that's I'm impressed that they even got it off and, and continue to play it, it just it's so crazy because it's it's just like a great illustration of the echo chamber mentality that kind of reverberates throughout our whole culture right like for me, I like Major League Soccer. I follow it and I keep up with everything that goes on in it. And and I and I do it. And everyone else who likes it does it too. And it becomes like our thing. It's like our little thing. Everyone yeah. who's a fan, yeah, it's yeah. our thing together. And to us, like those stories and those players mean a lot. And we can make them captivating because they are fucking interesting. Like the Reggie Cannon story with him in Dallas, right? Remember I was telling you about that? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the weird apology the thing. Apology. So the other day, I was just out of curiosity. I was like, you know what? I'm going to look up Reggie Cannon on Twitter, see how many followers he has. Guess how many followers Reggie Cannon had on Twitter? Uh, 5,000? Yeah, under 5,000. He had like 4,000 or something like that. That's and I crazy. was like, are you joking me? Like, this guy's an amazing talent. Like, any, like, young basketball player or young football player would have, you know, at, like, at least 40,000. Yeah. Probably yeah. more, like, closer to 400,000, probably, honestly. Easily. And it's 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 just a little bit, you know, it's a bit of a bummer, but 
it was a league that was growing super well, and I hope that they uh, keep growing next year. They do. They do cool content, man. That access audio project you did. That was very fun. cool. They, they had some parabolic mics they brought on the field because, you know, there weren't fans. So you could pick up everything the coaches were saying, what the players were saying. Mm-hmm. Content like that is awesome. You know, when the playoffs roll around every year, they usually have like a very cinematic trailer that they want you to mm-hmm. cut. Like, I love that stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, speaking about like going back to the multi-month contracts they are actually one of the first ones that we ever signed where like they were like hey we're gonna trust in you guys all year to deliver like these highlight package videos multiple times a week right yeah um and it's cool it worked out super well i think our relationship with them is really good but i more importantly like than any relationship thing i i I just hope it comes back and and they you know it's never a good sign when companies have to like cut people like, yeah, like 20 percent like of their staff yeah, yeah. i just hope that they come back strong because like i don't know it's like i got friends there and i don't want to see them yeah yeah you know i don't want to see them i don't want to see them struggling like yeah. it's, it's messed up um well that's a fucking heavy note but i think uh it's a good time to take a little break and then when we come back we'll uh, get into the last few items on our wish list here and uh, hopefully we can have hopefully chris can have a merry chris oh you already know oh, oh you know you know what i want for christmas uh, i want a candle damn i would love a candle actually i wonder where we can get some of those chris you like candles i love candles you're a big candle fan big candle fan like number one candle guy yeah well uh, like number two number two how many candles you got at home i got like three or four you th- i think you could use a couple more candles i think i probably could too where where can I get some? Well, I know about this one place. It's called Smells Like, and uh, they are a fragrance and scent company. They're here to bring you thoughtfully curated candles. They invoke nostalgia. They'll transport you, Chris, to a place in time. You know, I've heard that that scent is is tied to your memory more than any other sense. That's what they say. Um, but, you know, you'll never really know unless you order some candles. And you can do that if you go to SmellsLikeBK.com and enter the code SIZZLE. You'll get 20% off with that. And, you know, we're working from home. Now is a time when you probably could use more candles than ever, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you got to have a, a nice scent while you're working. It'll help you concentrate and help you, you know. Yeah, well, what I always hear is you got to put one candle near where you work and light it only when you're working. So that way you kind of get, you know, you start thinking about, okay, this is my work scent. I'm in work mode. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's very smart. That. It's a little life hack. It's a life hack, especially if you're in like a small New York apartment. Everything feels like the office. How do you break it up? You know, you, you said like, that was smellslikebk.com. Smellslikebk.com. Enter the code sizzle and you'll get 20% off. All right. I think I'll do that. All right. Let's continue these wish lists. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it, man. All right. I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a piggyback. As you would say. Piggyback. It's not really piggyback and it's kind of a continuation. I'm piggyback. Yeah. Okay. Something, something piggyback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I fucked that up. Um, so, so on the topic of sports, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get a new sports project that is not soccer related. Not yes. that I have anything wrong with soccer. It's just that I want us to be able to expand our our sports content and you know we just had a project 
from Whistle Sports. That's that was true. that was basketball focused. We didn't even talk about that at all in the podcast. No, nope. damn, I haven't mentioned Yo, it. We're talking about it now. Low key disrespect. I apologize, Whistle. That was apologies to Vuk. That we 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 should we should have name dropped that shit earlier. We had the Tyrell Terry uh kind of no days off episode so yeah. it was about Tyrell Terry and his workout and how he's about to get drafted see and I think that stuff is super interesting to that see the insight of a summer of, of preparing for the draft for for a first round draft pick yeah and it, it would be it would be cool to get some non-soccer stuff for me particularly I want basketball stuff I think we we might get football stuff. And if we get football stuff, you're just gonna have to I'm just put like That's you're fine. just gonna have to do it because I I don't mind helping write it and, and messing with it, but I can't look at football all fucking day. Like it'll be all right. I would do it if I had to. But I mean if you're available, why not have you do it? You Hell know, yeah. You, you yeah. like football. You you're you're the football guy, dude. You know, you you actually showed up to work today in a whole football uh, outfit, right? You That's had true. the shoulder pads, pads and everything, and yeah. the, the helmet. I'm even wearing an athletic cup right now. I know it's crazy, dude. I, I was it's wondering why you were like adjusting so, it be, all day. You've been adjusting. <laughs> I've been like, what's he doing over there? I'm like, should I get our HR department on this? Which is also me. <laughs> now Braxton's technically our HR rep, but you know, shout out Braxton if you're listening to shout this. Out. Braxton's also our merch guy. Oh man, we do need to get we some merch going. We all wear many hats and they're all Shishkin Productions hats. You already know. Shout out to Braxton Merch Guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I think we might, Chris. I think we might get maybe more stuff from Whistle. I don't know. I mean, I'll have to have to check and see. I would like to see those that football series go through. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. But also that I was talking to happening. the I was talking to the folks over at Slam and that you know, it's another thing that we're going to explore like it's it's it would be fun to do some slam stuff and it might it might come down the pipe. I don't you, you never know. Yeah. It's all so flaky. Like that's the nature of this industry. It's like everything is go, 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 and then it stops, and then suddenly it really is go, go, go. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. Well, especially, you know, maybe they, they start rolling out this vaccine in three or four months. Then it's really gonna be go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna be desperate to to make up what they've lost or just to to exist in a normal capacity again. People yeah. are just going to be so motivated. Yeah. I re, like not to be like, I'm definitely not pro COVID, but, <laughs> I, but, what a take. but I think that, uh, the COVID period, maybe it's just that it coincided with us growing. And I don't know. It, it, I think we're in a much better place as a company now than we were like at this time last year. This is not not, not that we're doing bad, but like, you know, now it's like, okay, cool. We've established more relationships. We've grown, we've gathered more resources. We're able to to do more. You know what I mean? Yeah. We've had a a year of a a couple long-term projects, you know, a few multi multi month projects. And we, I don't know. I feel like we've shown consistency and, and sustainability. We're, we're trying, we're trying my, uh, my number three thing on the wish list here is, uh, just, I'm just gonna keep, keep it flowing. Right. So you said after the COVID is done, you, uh, you think that things will return to normal. Well, my thing that I had here as my, my final, my most important one on my wish list was that I hope they cure COVID and that wow. everything that comes with it comes back. Right. So that would be getting guests on the podcast, doing less remote work and like working with less like zoom footage and stuff and stuff that's graphics and yeah. stock footage heavy. Like, yeah. you know, even all the corporate stuff I was talking about earlier, I, I love it, but all of it now is like, it's not even, it's, 
it's just voiceover with stock footage. And, and we're running out of footage. We're completely. Yeah, we're we've we've licensed like we've signed up to a whole new footage, like two different stock footage libraries now, because like we've we've got three total that we're working off of. And that's not even counting the ones where we've made one off purchases for like the ISV project. Right? Yeah, that yeah. was. Uh, so we, we've now purchased from like five different stock libraries just over this year. And it's just like, it's, it's a little unexpected, you know? Yeah. If you told me in January that we were going to sign up for five different stock libraries, I would have been like, I wonder why, like, <laughs> what, what's going on? Like, is it, we, did we sign a partnership with them or something? No, that's so not some it. weird electric impulse that knocked out all the cameras in the world. Yeah. Like cameras became illegal in Trump's America. Oh my God. I wouldn't be surprised. That's, that's a classic DT move. We'll say DT is now Donald Trump. I'll call him DT. All right. Yeah. I said, I don't care, but yeah, I hope, I hope the COVID is cured soon and we can just get back to normal. Cause that's, I mean, not even talking work shit. I, I actually would really like to comfortably ask people to come onto the podcast Right. Because like we can't do that. You know, we could ask them to do it remote and then have them in on Zoom. But then they have to have their own microphone and their own setup. And it's it's like just going to I'm not trying to. It would it would be fine if like there was a reason to do this pod. And it was like, oh, yeah, you know, you should take the time to do this because people will hear you and you will get money There's or something, something like that. We're literally just like, Hey, do you want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like we're, 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 we're bored. Yeah. We can't, we can't give you, we can't, we can't promise anything, but yeah. you know, we'll get you some, some, uh, what are these some seltzers or some ciders some or whatever the seltzers. hell we actually are drinking some pretty good seltzers. Yo, callback. This is a callback to the first, or second first episode. episode, two robbers. Yo, they, they've, they're improving they've, their game. They've stepped their game yeah. up. Big shout out to two robbers. Actually. I might contact two robbers offering them some free ad space. We should. This this one's black cherry and lemon, and this one's legit good. And I've had a couple didn't care for them. This yeah. one tastes like like a Starburst or or the other thing. This one is, is actually this one's actually really really bomb. And and also I just want any potential advertisers who heard me say free ad space. Let me be clear, that's only for two robbers. We yeah. don't give out free ad space. Yeah. Like gotta uh, pay the big bucks. Smells like our it ten smells listeners. like it's. You would love. You should see our contracts. It smells like they're they're paying us big bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smells like money. It smells like fucking money. It smells like cash, baby. Chris, what's your number? What's your next one? I don't want to say your number four. I'm not trying to organize these. What's your What's your next one? My next one is uh, a little bit different. It's not quite a project. It's a person. I'm hoping that we get someone new on the roster in 2021. Yeah. Just like. Just for the the diversity of it, for the variety of thoughts of it, just to to meet someone new and to work with someone new, because n- nothing wrong with our current roster. It's just if we're getting someone else, it's a sign of expanding, mm-hmm. and you know, just that is that's more connections too. If yeah. if if eventually down the road that person, you know, doesn't isn't working for us right now, but they they're working for someone else and they have right. overflow, maybe they push it to us because we have a good relationship. It's yeah. just you know. What uh, if you had like your what what what, what uh, who would you who would you like like what kind of uh, interests and what kind of content would they kind of uh, what world would they come from you know what I mean would man they- see I don't even like to pick that because like in my perfect world they're like me and they like the things that I like and which is yeah. the opposite of diversity but right. for me that's easier to like get along was, with someone and I was and- about to say I would like someone who is not a sports person because. 
Okay. We get a, we get a lot of sports work and we have a decent amount of sports people. I would like someone who's a like food person. I want someone I who's like, good. I want to work on food content. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the type of person I would want in here. Cause we, I don't know, hopefully we get more food content, but we get a decent amount of it. You know, maybe we don't get as much as I'd like, but hopefully we'll have more. I'd be down for a food content person or maybe a gaming person or getting some gaming content would be clutch. I need to focus on that. Gaming content. I feel like that's one of the few verticals that we haven't totally cracked. Like we've, We've done a couple things, yeah. but it's just not the same. Which is like time is running out. Like now is the time to crack that vertical. Yeah. Like in the next two quarters. Like if we don't establish a solid, solid connect in the next two quarters in gaming, then it will have gone way too mainstream. Like it's already way too mainstream. But if it'll have gone like crazy stupid mainstream, <laughs> crazy stupid, crazy nay-nay. stupid nay-nay. crazy stupid nay-nay mainstream, where like we're it's it's just gonna be like we'll be playing catch up not accessible yeah but i hope i don't know i hope hope we get something it's uh you know we we should focus our energy on that and some outreach in in those fields because we tend to do a lot of outreach to a lot of sports stuff and food stuff but we don't necessarily do that much outreach when it comes to specific gaming things well and especially now with ps5 and xbox series yeah. s x what is yeah, it i don't I even know no what it is idea. whatever the new <laughs> xbox is you know there's about to be so much new content for for those systems new games coming out like yeah it's a good time for it um i got my next one right next right. next wish list item i want to this is this is like not related to anything but i want to uh have a downtime period of a week where there is nothing going on where and I, nice. I think that that week is going to be between Christmas and New Year's okay. where there will be nothing going on where there's no exact time to need to come to the office. It can be like 12 and there's no exact time to leave. It can be like four. And <laughs> the whole job of that week is to reorganize everything offload everything buy extra drives that we need and make sure everything is completely reorganized and i'm not even talking just digital files i'm talking like get a uh you know get something for that wall where we can store things or like put our coats or like just literally make sure that there's a a chunk of time where that is the focus is like marie condoing the shit out of the files and out of everything because we're always like, oh yeah, I gotta do that. I gotta do that. And then things just keep coming up and there's like never any time to do anything. We're like, how long has that temporary coat rack been on there? Since July 1st? Five months. It's like literally there was a nail hanging on the wall and we had an old coat hanger and I just put it on the nail and it's, it's not just, even screwed in it's not it's, screwed in it just, it just wobbles yeah wobbles when you put your jacket it on just it. wobbles around all for five months it's been wobbling on that wall and like it's like Nicki minaj out here wobble wobble and like no one has even said a, a word well I, i've said a word but we haven't done anything about it because we haven't had time to really do anything about it you know yeah. so that's that's my goal i'm trying to I you think, know i think that's a great goal because it you know it, it kind of we need to go in and set up 2021 for success, basically. Yes. Like you have to, maybe we need to have like a, a media management strategy going into 2021 and mm-hmm. like just make sure the office is where it needs to be. Just 
yeah. making sure you're set up for a year. Like if, if we do start getting big contracts and we're not going to have time for it, then we need to make it plug and play. Like someone exactly. should be able to step in and know what we're doing. Exactly. You know, I, I got to take a page out of the complex post teams book on that because they have all these Bibles where like everything is just written out. And really what we could do even is just take one of theirs as a framework and go, Hey, it's not a bad we're going to, you know, obviously we don't need to get as detailed as, as them because we're not that big of an operation, but just the idea of creating a PDF, a little digital says, content strategy. Yeah, uh, yep. Exactly. That says like, Hey, always put the date and the version number and your initials in every export and always dupe the project and always here's where this lives. Here's where that lives. Right. And that's the things that I, I never really did because it was always just like, it's just me. It's like, oh, okay, then it's just me and you. And now it's like, well, sometimes Vince comes in, sometimes Izzy comes in, Bliss comes yeah, in, whatever. Sometimes All four these... people are on one project throughout exactly. the day. And then I have to like re-explain everything. And then I can't, I have no right to like be frustrated if something's not exactly up to it. Cause it's like, I didn't even give them like a, I just like yelled at them from across the room. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Vince do this. All right, cool. But like in reality, I should have, you know, a uh, brochure. All right. I'm going to make some right. brochures. That's what I'm going to do. Well, Shishkin Productions, Shishkin travel, Productions brochure. travel brochure. Like, you know what? That's what I'm going to put on that wall. Fuck the co-rack. All right. I'm going to put a brochure rack. Okay. Of different cool things to do in the neighborhood. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. I'm going to make all of them. Yo, that would actually kill. I feel like that would be pretty dope. Yeah. Um, all right, Chris, what do you got? Your last one. What all do you right. got? My last one, a little, little more out there. I would like to see just in general, not even edit related, an increased virtual reality content going into 2021. Wow. I just want to see more VR. I want it to be more accessible. I I don't want to say that I want it to be something that we start editing because I don't I don't know what it is to edit that. And it probably is just like tedious bullshit that will bog us down. Mm -hmm. But I just love the idea of virtual reality and I, I want to keep seeing that improved upon. I think it'll keep getting improved upon. Do you own any VR equipment or whatever? I don't. I don't. I've never even have done. You thought about have you thought about considering buying it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I a have. Mormon showing up. Have you thought about considering? <laughs> Honestly, half the reason I haven't is because Oculus is one of the, the big ones, but they're owned by Facebook now. Can't and do I'm that. like, I don't, want that. I don't want that. Don't want it. And the other ones, I don't know. It seems like the only, I think PlayStation has a virtual reality. I was thinking about, I like was when quarantine started, I was like thinking about the PlayStation one, dude. I was like, should I get it? Like, it might be kind of cool and maybe I'll have access to like old basketball games. But it's I was just like, I, I don't need it right now. I'm thinking if if this time next year, PS5s are a lot more available. If, you know, work has stayed the same and, and financially I'm still good, then I think that might be the time to, to invest in the PS5 VR. You know, former guest, friend of the pod, Vince Alvarado, swears by VR. Dude, does he? You should hear his VR takes. Me and him, I remember it was, I think it was three years ago, two or three years ago. He was like, oh man, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but he basically said, all right, maybe I'm getting it twisted, but I feel like I'll let him come on at some point and defend his takes on okay. VR. We'll do all a right. VR episode with Vince. Okay. But, he was like, yeah, this time next year, everyone's going to have VR. I was like, I don't yeah. think so, dog. <laughs> like, I don't think that's true. Or maybe he had said five years from now, everyone's going to have VR. But this is like three years ago. And I was like, that's not true. It's not going to happen. Like, it's not going to adopt that quick. People like so many people don't even have 
like not to say like don't have laptops maybe like yeah. a lot of people i think don't have like that sort of technological mind they don't care i think that idea of adoption is it's gonna happen it will happen vr will be reality yeah no pun intended for yeah. for most people yeah. but i don't know the time frame on that what i really want to do is i want to write like a vr short or a vr movie because i've that's Sounds one thing cool. I, I remember yeah. thinking like last year a couple years ago is actually i think when vince and i had this conversation i i was thinking like man how the hell do you write a VR script and what exactly is it? Is it the kind of thing where if I'm looking, say, say the scene is you're at a party or you're at a, a, a dinner, say it's like a, say it's a mafia movie and you're in a diner, right? Or like you're in a, a re Italian restaurant and you look one way and you see a table where the main conversation's going on. But if you turn your head and look to your left, you see there's another table of people who are watching that table or you can see the waiter doing something, putting something in a drink that he's, you know what I mean? Just like random. Yeah, shit like okay. that. So, so not too far away from that, that, that theater, that play that you went Boom. to. Exactly. It's like some immersive theater type yeah. stuff. Right. The thing to me though, is it's, it's just tough to, you have to really, yeah, it's going to end up being like immersive theater, but I don't under, I don't know like how VR works necessarily. So maybe it's on me to, to, to undertake that and like try to watch some shit in VR, but it would be like almost combining a video game with a movie because you need to be able to get up and walk around. That's what makes immersive theater so cool is that yeah. you can go throughout the whole place. If all you're doing is sitting in one place and looking around, well, uh, you know, how, how much does that really add to it? It's going to just going to be confusing because you're going to be like, well, wait, uh, who is that person? Where did they come from? So I think the, the goal is to try to, you know, create a thing where you can maybe somehow interact with the environment in virtual reality. But at what point does that just become a video game, like a telltale game? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that, that's kind of where I lean to with it is it's going to be, you remember the room where you had, yeah. had to like, figure your way out of the room like it's a puzzle game oh, like kinda. those escape the room type games yeah I, I could see it doing something like that there was um man a virtual reality escape the room would be tight as hell yeah. have you ever been to escape room in real life nope never been that was one of the last activities i did before covid oh yeah that, that was the day that we went to the red bulls game that's right after the red bulls game me and i got together with a bunch of uh regulars from the bar that we all used to go to it was called yours sincerely um still exists but Obviously, with COVID, everything's different. But a bunch of the regulars all got together and had a regulars bonding day. And we all went and played this escape room. And it was like so much fun. But uh, I got it like that's a crazy last experience before COVID to have. Because yeah, that's like that's one awesome. of those things where like you actually are with other people and it's in a place and you're really intimately close and like you're touching things that like other people have touched. And now in retrospect, you're like, wow. If we play that game again, like nowadays, a lot a of people just bow out. They'd yeah. be like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to touch anything. I'm going to bring some Clorox wipes. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? I got to be in a tight space with other people trying to touch things. No, thank you. Not doing it. Um, all right. I got my last one. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. My last one is a critical, is, is critical of the, of the industry where it stands right now. And I'm going to name drop two companies, but I want it to mean more than just these two companies. It extends beyond them. I wrote, I want Adobe and Apple 
to figure their shit out and oh not only God. figure not only figure their shit out but also to collaborate i think yeah. that'll be cool i want adobe and apple to work together and say hey i want apple to say hey we're gonna release big sur and adobe to say we're gonna release this new thing i want them to kind of be like we're gonna release them around the same time so we know that everything's gonna work with everything else there's gonna be no weird bullshit yep. and that ex- that goes beyond just adobe and apple i want there, uh, you know, we harp on this all the time, but I want there to be like less proprietary shit. In, Things just need to work together in the world of, of not just editing, but also technology. It's wild that there aren't more universal standards. The like, fact that what is what just became is it, I guess uh, wasn't there just a thing that was a universal standard for charging just became USB C. Yeah, because right. Europe passed laws, so Apple's like, oh, now we're doing it this way. So now Lightning ports don't exist anymore. On I don't. Devices? I don't know. I haven't. I don't know much about the iPhone 12, so I don't know if that's USB C now at this point. I would. I would guess so. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I think Lightning is going away. I. I just think that like from a software perspective, it would be nice if Apple and Adobe just kind of communicated a little better <laughs> like i don't i don't know it's 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 obviously it's really hard i get it like you're both creating these incredibly intricate you know pieces of software and you have completely while they're overlapping they're ultimately completely different client bases that you're serving so like it it makes sense you have your own things to worry about yeah i don't know Shit just never works right and i don't know if it's adobe's fault or apple's fault or whatever but that almost made my list of things i want i want adobe to stop crashing every damn day yeah why yeah and it's it's, it just sucks because like a lot of the time there's not really a, a solution for it you know you just go online and you're like hey is this happening to anyone else? And they're all like, yep. yep. They're like, how do you fix it? They're like, not sure. Haven't done it. And all then right, all cool. the Adobe responses are like canned responses or like there's no yeah. working fixed right now. And you just have to hope that in the next version of yeah. Mac or of Premiere that that bug fix will be there. And maybe yeah. it will, maybe it won't. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's tough. It's it's one of those things that this is the one thing on my wish list that that this is the thing on my wish list that I'm like the least uh, hopeful about i don't think it's gonna happen Mm-mm. like it i wish it would it would be really nice but it's the ecosystem is just so jumbled and and messed up that like it's it's profit first like obviously and but and I mean, and, and yeah. there's no way it's so far gone that there's no way to like rope it back in like everything's is done so you know what i mean yeah well and, i mean when adobe went to the subscription model on the one hand it's cool because you get updated versions but on the other hand you're always getting a version that is buggy and doesn't work right exactly they just rush it for release Mm -hmm. and they're like it's cool just patch it you're like well damn bro yeah we work on this we rely on this for our our living Uh, what uh i want which one are they on 14 now is that 14.6 i think so that means this is technically cs 14 i don't know it's cc 14 but like if they were to keep the cs names from six and seven and stuff i don't remember what was the last cs it was six or seven i think it was seven and then they went into cc in like 2013 maybe 2012 2013 something like that probably uh i don't know i think 2013 yeah i I think we'd probably be in 14 then creative cloud is is cool and uh it's not it's dude it's just it's to me it's just a money thing like you had they had to do it like they couldn't just keep relying on buying one thing and then having every program and then being good because then no one would update. Well, and and I don't I don't totally hate it because 
I get all of their programs yeah. for, you know, 50 bucks a month. That's, yeah. it's not a terrible deal. Cause before what Photoshop was 300 or $600. It, it was, no, it, it was a total of $600 for the whole suite. Right. Or am I tripping? I feel like it was 600 oh, bucks was for the it? whole suite, which now the you're paying, six, now you're paying 600 bucks a year for the whole suite. Hmm. So like it's cool know. because I the way felt they, like After Effects was extra. It might be. Premiere. It might be. I'm not sure, but I feel like the way they justify it is they're like, "Well, we're releasing a new one every year," and you're like, "Why?" Like I'm using the same. Like if you didn't update, I'm not like I know that they've been doing new. They've been releasing like there's new things that come with each one. Yeah. But frankly, if I use the Premiere from 20 like 17 right now. I would be still fine. be fine. Yeah. It's not like it's like that crazy. The one we have now, I'm sure it'd be good for five more years yeah. easily. Yo, and that's like no shade to uh, to Adobe Jesus because Adobe Jesus is the man. And when he tells me about new Adobe features, I I love him. I'm I'm a Adobe Jesus stan, bro. But Dude, I respect the hell out of that guy. He, he makes our lives easier, especially when we're editing something he did. Yeah. He knows how to deliver it. He's a pro. He's a pro. You know what? That that right there is a uh a like what's it called when you like i don't know like mount rushmore of guests or he's like okay. a dream guest like he's like someone i would love to get on the pod that'd be awesome. adobe jesus i don't even know where to start well like what i would ask him a couple dream guests for me are adobe jesus off the top of my head and sarah the instrumentalist who oh, i would be great i've been talking to her on tiktok have you really yeah. no way i follow her on instagram i Dude, see her posts all the time i was thinking like at some point like we should because i think she lives in new york too all i'm right. pretty sure she's like brooklyn based i think that at some point in the future we should ask and see if she wants to get on the pod that'd be pretty cool that'd be yeah. that'd be very cool um but i i commented on one of her posts because she was she had a song that was recently in a in a show on HBO. And um, I commented, I was like, hey, Big. that's awesome. Like, we, we use your stuff all the time. And then I was like, uh, it's cool that you use your artist's name in the library. Like, that's the coolest thing. It's yeah. like, you're not like... You're not hiding. You're not like, cool, for my cool shit, I'm going to actually make it under this name. And for my corporate shit, I'm going to go do it under this name. It's like, no, this is me. If the corporate people want to accept it, cool, they can use it. And if everyone likes to listen to it, they can use it. Like, yeah. They can listen to it, whatever. It's that's my music, you know? So I, I respect that. I think that's real cool. I think it's dope. It matches my approach to video. It's like, I'm just going to cut shit, man. Mm -hmm. Like can't get mad at me for. It's going to look good. And if corporations want to use it, that's cool. Yeah. Man, that's, this, this is America. You can't get, you can't get mad at someone for doing corporate shit and selling out because that's the best way to grow. That, we're, for, I mean? we're forced in the system. Might as well, you know make the best you can ethically you got to play by the rules in order to break them you know what i mean i don't know yeah lightning never strikes, strikes twice, twice in the same place on that that it just that recently it just struck hit. at yeah okay. you can't if lightning's gonna strike again and it's just struck there probably won't strike there again right away okay yes yeah. <laughs> all right everyone thank you for listening i know this has been a long one um, thank you for sticking with us and, uh, you know, go check out, uh, the sizzle reel podcast yeah. on all this other shit. At sizzle reel gang on yeah, Twitter. I think it. same on Instagram, mm -hmm. Shishkin productions on TikTok. Yeah. That's where you get your editing content. That's right. Uh, we'll teach you how to edit. You know what? I think there is a Shishkin productions Instagram too. I think is it's there? been there for like, like a few weeks now. Yeah. Oh man. All I right. Keep forgetting to plug it, but on Instagram, you'll get the same content as on that TikTok. Look. We're overflowing with content. We don't even know what to do with ourselves at this point, you know. So you guys find it somewhere or just email us. 
Email uh, Chris at shishkinproductions.com. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And he'll answer all your questions. Oh, everything. All right. I got nothing else to do. See you guys. Bye. Later.